two to tie. Michigan will have to bring it. Oh, he walked. He walked and the referee missed it. Weber brings it into the front court. They have no timeouts remaining. Oh, he calls it too many timeouts. That's a technical foul. He called a timeout. Michigan doesn't yes. have any. He got by with a walk, and Jimmy calls a technical. He, he calls a timeout. He doesn't realize that's Michigan's too many, and so it'll be a technical foul. North Carolina shooting and the ball. A huge mental mistake. Mental mistake. Mental mistake. Episode thirty. No timeouts. And a good man to Sean. We're back doing volume three. I know it's been a long hiatus. It's been just a lot of stuff going on in the world. Everyone's got personal stuff going on. We've got societal stuff going on. How are uh, how are you doing with your new move and everything? Pretty good, bro. I'm still still adjusting to this new time zone. I keep waking up like six, seven AM every day, so it's kind of throwing me off. But um like it's good to finally like be settled, like sleeping on the actual bed. I've been on the air mattress for like two months, so like now I can actually like chill out in my own space. You know, I got furniture. Like it's just kind of even though I still can't go outside for real and like do stuff like normal. I'm starting to kind of feel like life is normal again. Like I'm not as on the go as I was the last couple of months with all this relocation stuff. So doing pretty yes. well. Yeah, you're like 23, and you've already moved like two or three times now yeah i just turned 24 in march like in the quarantine like i had, so i was obviously graduated in Missouri in 2018 then i went to memphis for an internship came back to st louis once i got the job moved to florida and then yeah not even two years later moved to las vegas so i've been like all over the place yeah you yeah meanwhile i've been in dc this whole time it's cool <laughs> <laughs> not doing right. a damn thing i go visit somewhere and that's about it Right, chilling at the crib, stacking. Facts. I can't do that movement. That movement stuff, man. If I want to move somewhere, I don't want to move again. Moving is so annoying. It's like it's just so it's. I don't know what's worse between packing or unpacking, but I know I don't like any. The packing part ain't that bad to me. It's just the well, at least for this time, because of the pandemic, like I had to drive. So like in total, I think I drove like almost forty hours because. I went from Florida to Georgia, which is four, from Georgia to St. Louis, which is nine, and then St. Louis to Vegas, which is 24. That was the worst part by far, was like driving solo in the middle of a pandemic with all this shit in my whip. <laughs> like, that was, like, like my next move, like I'm, I'm getting all this shit shipped, like I'm flying in, like I ain't doing none of this anymore. It's just a yeah, that's, when you know, that's when you know you made it. When you stepped up, you could just get your stuff, somebody, you just hire somebody to move it for you. Facts. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't even move, I ain't even packing stuff no more. I'm gonna have somebody come in and pack it up for me, bro. I'm be 100 <laughs> next. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, shit. Let's get back to it. This has been it's been a long time since our last. I think we we started this series before the pandemic, right? And then the pandemic came. Yeah, kind of ruined with all the, our plans. Yeah, we were doing the, the Blazers clinching game to right. where they won their first chip. Yeah. Yeah, so now we're doing 2006 playoffs, game four, Lakers versus Suns. Uh, the infamous Kobe Bryant buzzer beater after he tied it to go to overtime. Uh, I don't know, what were your initial thoughts or what, what, were, what was something that just kind of jumped out, to you, jumped out to you as a surprise? I think the main thing was that I was rewatching the game. And like when I saw the initial start to line up, so I was like, yo, where's Amari at? Like with the Suns. Uh, yeah, that's um, true. 
I saw him chilling on the sideline with a with a suit on. I'm like, what? I'm like, man, I had to check. He only played like three games that year. Like, he basically missed the whole year due to injury. And then the other thing was with the Lakers. Like, obviously, I knew Kwame Brown was there, but like, I didn't see Andrew Bynum. And he was on the team and healthy. They just didn't play him. So they had yeah, like, Kwame. Yeah, he was yeah, they had Kwame Brown paying forty minutes a game. <laughs> 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 Seven foot future all star just sitting on the bench warming his knees. Like those, those are probably the two biggest things that jumped up. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, to your point, like not necessarily individual players, but just in general. I just, I just don't remember these teams being. Well, I guess everyone's like you know, Smush Parker, Kwame Brown. Like the Lakers aren't that good, obviously. But I definitely thought that the Suns were better. Like I just thought they had a better roster. I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of confused. Like the 2009 Suns, the 2006 Suns, like all the Suns are kind of the same team or whatever. Cause they do kind of have some of the same players, but like this was like before Joe Johnson, you know, Amari wasn't playing. Like, I don't know, this was before they were really shooting a lot of threes. Like they only shot 20 threes. And, you know, the Lakers shot 21 threes. It's not even like they were shooting more threes. You know what I mean? Like this was yeah. still, I guess, the early, early stages of, I guess, modern basketball in some ways. Uh, you know, shout out Boris looking slim. Uh, <laughs> I was love loved to, love to see that, but yeah, I just I guess for the Suns to be a two seed and the Lakers to be a seven seed, the talent wasn't that big of a gap or as big as I ever thought it would was going to be. Yeah, I think like obviously Amari not being there exacerbated it a little bit, but even still, they were a team that I mean they were always dependent on three ball, but especially then, like if three wasn't falling, they were very average. I mean that's how you wind up in this situation where the Lakers, where their only real starter-level players are, are Odom and Kobe, go up 3-1 on them, you know, and they're two-seed. Like, and that only happens because they were so overly reliant on the shot. And obviously, later on in the series, they got it back, and that's why they ended up winning. But like you said, they weren't nearly as deep, and, you know, they didn't have some of those those key role players that they would have later years, and obviously Amari was out. So yeah, these things weren't like – it wasn't a traditional gap in the Western Conference that you usually have between the two and the seven seed for sure. Yeah, exactly. So, that's, yeah, that kind of threw me off. But, um, you know, we had the, the great Huey Brown on the call. My good man, Huey. Yeah, off the Hubie. What's wrong with Hubie? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Hubie. It's, it's just like I ain't trying to get – like I get what he's going for, but like every possession I don't need like the basketball one-on-one breakdown. Like just let it rock out. Let him let roll. Look, he like, was great for the the common fan. You know, look, there's a lot of casual fans watching. You know, he's he's breaking it down for the common man. Yeah, but bro, it's like, all right, so the game winner at the end, like, he's like, hey, he needs to get a shot off here. It's like, really? Like, bro, no, <laughs> no I had no idea. <laughs> like, but that sounds like an old person thing, too. I don't even know if he's doing that on purpose. He's just, just, it's kind of like an old person thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, back then he was a little bit better. Like, so this game wasn't that bad. But like in recent years, it's like, bro, like, please get this man off, off the line there. I think they started putting on radio now, which is a little bit better for how descriptive he is. Like, I, like if I was listening to the radio and I couldn't see it, I would want those details. But I think it's just the fact that, like, I have, like, a certain level of knowledge about the game and I can see it. That it's like, bro, I don't need you to tell me that. But, like, in general, like, he's a, <laughs> Mike, Mike Breen saves it, like, with his – it was like young Mike Breen too. Mike, or just not really young, but younger. Like he was still kind of like making his way. He wasn't right. like that iconic voice yet. No, that's definitely I, true. I don't think he had any bangs in there. I don't think he he hadn't evolved into that Mike Breen. No, I think he actually did it at the end. Like I heard him, but like that must have been like one of his first joints though. 
Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe nobody was hitting any long-range shots for there to be a bang. Yeah, he ain't had the same, like, passion behind it back then. He had to <laughs> he had to build up that confidence a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's true. Facts. See, yeah, he knew, he knew it was Hubie's time to shine. He didn't want to do too much. I respect that. Yeah. I think the other thing that jumped out to me about it was, and they kind of mentioned it briefly, was this was like Phil Jackson's first year back with the Lakers after he took the year off after Shaq left. And so, oh yeah, that's true. Like I almost, I kind of halfway forgot that Phil was the coach during this series, just because like blowing a three-one lead isn't a very Phil Jackson thing, really. Well, yeah, I, that's a great, the great thing you bring that up because in the first quarter, uh, one of the things I thought was hilarious, they bring up, uh, they have Phil Jackson on the bench, forty-four and zero all time, uh, when leading a series, when leading a playoff series before the series. That is insane, though. Like even. 44-0 all-time in series when, when leading the series. Like, even if he just had a one-game lead, like, he just never lost. Yeah, like, they, if they nuts. won game one, they never lost. Yeah, that is crazy. Like, Phil, I know, I mean, I, I respect, respect the great proposition. Phil's, Phil's a goal for me, bro. I can't. Like, stats like yeah, that. I mean, that's I'm, fine. I have no problem saying that Phil Jackson's better coach than Popovich. I'm not going yeah. to argue that. But these are the kind of – Either this series right here is kind of lends towards the argument that people have of like, oh, he only he always had these great duos, you know what I'm saying? Whether it was Jordan and Pippen or Shaq and Kobe or, or Kobe and Gasol, like in a year like this where he didn't have that, he just had one star. I don't like, care who was coaching. This this team was weak. I don't care who was coaching. The fact that they even took it to seven says a lot. Yeah, but it was like certain, like you can see the flaws of the triangle in this. Like just watching this one game. It's like you have possessions where, like, Smush Parker has the ball for, like, 15 seconds. And, like, Kobe, like, in a series in general, he didn't take that many shots in any individual game. And this was his highest scoring season ever. And it was just, like, it kind of reminded me of, like, watching the last dance, like, hearing hearing Jordan complain about, the, like, the equal opportunity offense. Like, why am I going to let Luke Walton? Like, he was, like, if he was Kobe, he'd be like, why am I going to let Luke Walton get a shot? Like, no, I'm shooting this shot. Like, you know? Like, I couldn't imagine Jordan only taking 14 shots like, in a key playoff game like Kobe did. So it, it was kind of weird seeing that, like, him at the peak of his power is, like, kind of not really gunning like that. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, if he was gunning, they they was double double teaming him hard, especially as the game went on. Because you see he came out and was, like, four for four. So he started off strong, and then and as soon as he started off well, they, they really – I don't think it would have mattered the offense they were running, per se, how hard they were double teaming him. After he started off three or three or four or four. Yeah, and I think the other thing kind of falls under those things I forgot to note is he got in a foul trouble like really early. Like he got his third yeah. foul. He got his like, third foul the first minute of the second quarter. Yeah, he sat like still sat in the entire second basically, like until the last yeah. possession. And, and that so, goes that goes to my my original point is Especially when you know Odom had to take the bench also in the first quarter when Kobe also had his two fouls, the Sun the Suns team didn't really have any type of lead or push or anything, and they were out there. The Lakers were out there with nobody, with nobody. Like with Odom and Kobe on the bench, their lineup was Sasha Vujicic and Kwame and Smush Parker and Luke Walton and Devin George or Brian Cook, one of the two. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Uh, do you think that's more of the Suns not being that good or just like the Lakers playing above what they really were? 
I don't. I just. I personally just didn't think that the Suns were like that great. Like this was this was the peak time for the Suns when they were considered a regular season team, not built for the playoffs because no one on the team like they weren't. They didn't really use Boris in that way. I mean, I know he ended up with seven assists, but they didn't really use him. I guess as like a playmakers type as much as I feel like they could have uh you know so in a lot of ways it was just like if Steve Nash isn't creating something I mean he shot 22 times and that's kind of you know not likely of him yeah. it just they were just very dependent on Steve Nash as really being the main guy who was dribbling and passing and like doing everything and so in the regular season it's fine because you know it's great but once you really key in on somebody in the playoffs that's kind of how you get that narrative of being a regular season team. And I thought this team was the prime example of that. Cause you know, Mike D'Antoni is not going to change how he, what he does. Right. And like, even in, when the game gets tight, like they're still trying to push the ball at the court and it's all Steve Nash, like you said. And so it's kind of very easy for a team that's like not even as good as you to kinda just kind of hang around. If you're not hitting yeah. all your shots then the Lakers are just kind of hanging around. That's what they did. You know, what the Kobe was, on the bench, so even when Lamar was on the bench, I mean, shout out to Lamar too. Great game. I thought he was probably the best player in this whole game. Yeah, I think that was the most. That was like another thing. Like Lamar Odom led them in points, field goal attempts, and minutes. Like obviously, part of that is because Kobe got in foul trouble, but like Odom was hooping. Like yeah, no, he, he really was. Work, he had to work for that for that twenty five too. Like he, I think he had like thirteen free throws or something like that. So he was and he and he was playing defense. Like he was blocking shots at the rim. If you ever forget how good Lamar would have been. No, he was – yeah, no, he was, this was definitely, like, peak Lamar. He had 14 free throw attempts. Being guarded by Sean Marion, who's good on defense. Right. It's like, not like he was going against a scrub. Like, he was, like, outplaying – like, Sean Marion had a good game, too. I mean, he had, like, 20 and 12. But he made Sean Marion fall out. He was, like, one of the best defenders in the league. At the time, right. So. No, definitely. He was – yeah, Sean Marion, he, he had a lot of size on him. I mean, it's funny, uh, Lamar, I mean, I guess other than Kwame, but he was bigger than everybody on the Suns, too. Yeah, I think that's why I, I toward it's probably later on in the game, but like they took out Kwame at some point and they put Lamar at the five, which like nowadays that would probably be what he would play anyway most of the time. But back then that was kind of strange. But he was like one of those like I guess rare players that had the size but could dribble at the same time, facilitate, shoot. Like he was like the perfect like if, I'm surprised they didn't like think to do it more often back then, but like he was like the perfect stretch five. Well, I don't, well, most teams weren't as small as the Phoenix Suns were. Is the is yeah. the thing like when the, when they had Boris starting at center, they don't really even have a backup center. Like Tim Thomas was the only big that came off the bench. They were just super. They were just really really small. Yeah, they couldn't do that against obviously like the, the Spurs. Like they were just right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. No, no, yeah, hell no. The certain teams, like I, I would say, even maybe the the Mavericks, like cause they didn't really ever have a good five. They probably yeah. got away with it against them too. So, yeah, it was, it was a situational thing for sure. But uh, like you said, like I was, it just shocked. I think it was it was tied at halftime, forty-one forty-one, with Kobe only having eight points and basically not playing the second quarter. And Nash like falling at that point, like he. Yeah, you no, know, Na- yeah, Nash came out great. And again, like they weren't really like if the Suns were good, as good as they should have been. I mean, obviously they weren't playing great, and they picked it up later on. But if they were a good team, they would have been up it. They would have won this game by ten points. They they 
I don't know. I just, I just, it just was amazing to me to watch how the Lakers were managing to just hang around with a bunch of role players out there. Yeah, and like I saw the stat pop up while I was watching it. Like Kobe, so we say he started four for four. That all came in the first seven minutes, and like he didn't score another field goal until like five minutes or left in the third quarter. So he went all that time, and like it was yeah, still was like a, a one score one score game, which is just right, like nuts. <laughs> And it wasn't even like – I mean, the Lakers are actually kind of underrated on defense because uh, they had a lot of size. You know, Smith Parker was tall. Obviously, Kobe's 6'6". Six, six, and then Luke Walton, Lamar Odom, and Kwame Brown are like all 6'8 and above. So they were actually this was actually they were actually a really big team, which probably helped them on defense against a smaller Suns team, like we said. But even still, like, I don't know. The, the Suns – I just – I guess it just makes sense. I know that people don't like to hear, you know, that Steve Nash got the, the MVP and they thought it should have went to Kobe, whatever. But, like, when you go back and look and just see how dependent they really were on Steve Nash, I mean, it just it makes more sense looking back, seeing, like, you know, they obviously had a better supporting cast than Kobe, but the reliance on him was probably just as much offensively. Yeah, I mean, it's like – the the president hadn't changed it. Like obviously Russell Westbrook went in it in his triple double season. Like you know that changed it to where you don't have to necessarily be on a good team to win the MVP anymore. But like back then it was still kind of that mode of all right, oh, yeah. get it to the best player on the best team. Even though the Suns weren't the best team. I'm gonna say they weren't. That's what, that's what I think. Like they weren't the best team, but I don't think that any one player was rely. Like the only two players that had the most burden were Kobe and Stephen Nash. Right. And obviously, like, you know, Nash is and, – and the fact that Nash – I think I gained more respect also just from the fact of knowing that Amari didn't play the entire year. So, like, right. they were the yeah. second seed in the West with Amari being out the whole year. Like, I, That's I what I'm saying, yeah. People don't, people don't bring that up when it comes to, oh, Kobe got his MVP stolen. Because this was the year that everyone thought he should have got it, but Nash got the repeat. Yeah, I think there's more of a critique of his first MVP because wasn't that the one he had like 15 and 12 or something like that? Like that one's kind of, yeah, you know. Yeah, but I think think that was the one when I think that they were, uh, when they had the, the, actually, I don't even think they had the best seat then either. But I guess, I guess his numbers, but I, but I mean, again, like how many assists you want him to have? 12 assists is a lot. I mean, it's the 15 part for me though. It's like, it was still good. That was a great season for a point guard. Don't get me wrong, but like MVP? Well, there had to be somebody like in 05. That I mean, was Tim Duncan should have got it, but I'm sleeping. Yeah, like come on now. And we know like Nash, it'd be different if Nash played defense. Like he's like ass on defense. <laughs> he can't guard <laughs> nobody. <laughs> like even if he's young, he can't guard nobody. So yeah, that one that one was kind of weak to me. But this one, I, like you said, I think this year he deserved it. All things considered, now that I do the Amari thing, remember that. Yeah. As much of a no, that's, Kobe, not, like, that's definitely true. But it, Kobe just Kobe just had the had the thirty five a game, so I feel like people say that Kobe deserved this one, even though this was Nash's weaker of the two MVP years because yeah, Kobe, Kobe had the thirty five this year. If Kobe had thirty five the previous year, then you know maybe things would have went out played out different. The thing with like if Kobe would have pulled this off, like what kind of what what better clapback would there have been than like, oh, you think he's the MVP? Let me upset him with a seven. <laughs> like, right. With no, Palme no, Brown no. on my team. And that was still, like, super rare back then. I don't know if it, how many more times it's happened now, but I think they say only, like, seven, seven seeds have, like, upset a two seed in NBA history at that point. Oh, yeah, definitely was not common. I mean, yeah, still was. So, I don't remember the last time it's happened. Yeah, I think it 
I think it might have been maybe when the the Blazers might have been the second seed when they got swept that one year. I could be. No, they were the wrong. three seed. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah no, they were the three seed. It was three six. I when when uh, Drew Holiday eight eight them uh-huh. up. They were the three seed. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't even remember, but I remember the last time it's happened. But yeah, it would have been funny, especially because was it the next year Dirk you know lost in the first round too after he won yeah. MVP. Yeah, and they like both both teams that they were going against that would have like no business beat. Like, I, don't get me wrong, the Warriors team like they had a great little moment because like. They really shouldn't be the fucking, like, the Mavericks. Like, for real. Like, when you look at the rosters, like, they shouldn't have any chance. And so, it's it kind of weird how the, the MVP – I know now we have it to where it's so strange. Like, they don't announce it until after the finals. But, like, you would know the MVP back then, like, damn near before the first round started. Like, it was yeah, like, or, at least, or at least by the time the second round started, for sure. Yeah. Like, I, I, Shit, I, I Dirk, Dirk was winning – Dirk got his award, like, the middle of the first round last year, I think. Or he might have not even had gotten it on T. Like, he might have not even gotten an award. I think because he had already gotten eliminated, he didn't want to, like, go out and accept the trophy. <laughs> It'd be like, yeah, we already out of here, but let me get this trophy real quick. Yeah, because, you know, they usually make it a whole a whole thing. Yeah. Well, I think – well, back to the this one. Um, like, going into the fourth quarter, I was saying that – because it, it looked like the Suns, like you were saying, they were struggling early. They started to click a little bit, like, early in the fourth quarter. I think they went up to, like, seven. And, like, it kind of, like, Kobe was, like, turning the ball over. He was still looking really scoring. They were doubling teams every time. And, like, I thought the Lakers – like, even though I knew the Lakers won, I was like, damn, it's like they about to, like – how did they come back again? And then, like, Devin George, just, like, back-to-back threes. That's, right. Like, this team, like, had like, – this team was terrible, but they had players who – were capable of having their little mini moments. Like it could just be two plays. Oh but yeah, that was like enough to get them a game or two, or obviously three games in the series. But in the neck and neck game like this, I guess that's all it can come down to. Yeah. Another thing to keep in mind, um, even though the Suns were the two seed, which kind of goes back to why I was so surprised that they were the two seed with this roster. They actually didn't have the second best record in the West. But if you remember, they changed this a little while ago. Uh, but because the Spurs had the best record in the West, but they're the same division as Dallas, because the Suns won their division, they automatically got the seed over the Mavericks. I forgot they did that dumb shit. Like, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So, that was so, so because dumb. it was like division winners always like get the first precedent and then everyone else under, you know what I mean? So right. it, was, it didn't even go by record because the Mavericks actually had the second best record. The Mavericks won 60 games. The Suns won 54, but the Suns were the two seed. So yeah, the Suns so used really to work, should have been the three seed. So it used to work like the NFL, basically. Like the right. the NFL works now. Right, right. Like, you know, like even if you have a worse record than the wild card because you won your division, you get that precedent. Right. I think, I think that's week two. So I'm glad they changed that. This shit was trash. Yeah they, changed, yeah, they changed it for everyone. But I just – that I forgot that that was even a thing in the NBA. Uh so that's why the Suns actually should have been a three seed, oh, low key. What did they end up losing to? Was it the Mavericks or the, or the Spurs? The Mavs. Okay. They lost to the, or yeah, they lost to the Mavs because the Mavs beat us in the second round, when they, even though they shouldn't have. Like, but they played the they, they played the Mavs in the conference finals. Y'all would have, y'all would have just lost to the Heat anyway, brother. Stop. Stop. Every it's like every damn near every year the Spurs won. From 03, 05, 07, they 
easily could have came back and won that next year and then didn't. But I'm not. I don't, I don't want to get into a Spurs thing. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll get back into that. Yes, but uh, another thing, Larry right, said so with Kobe in his fourth fourth quarter, it kind of surprised me how careless as he was. But like with his foul situation, but I also had to keep in mind like he hates Rajah Bell. Like, <laughs> and so like. If Roger Bell touches him, his natural instinct is like, yo, fuck off. <laughs> so, right. And like, then that's how he gets, was flopping. That was a great flop to get that fifth foul. Yeah. So he gets that fifth foul with like seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And this game goes into overtime. So it's like Kobe had to go. I don't know how he didn't. I guess it's, I mean, it, it might have been different if they had a, like you said, Nash was the only guy who could really get his own shot. So they didn't really have anybody to say, like, yo, go attack Kobe. It's like, okay, like we're going to have Roger Bell dribble. Like, Right, exactly. He was kind of, even though he had five fouls, he was kind of safe on defense. Like, he can kind of still chill out. Oh, yeah. I mean, Roger Bell is 3 and D. Like, you know, just go stand over there and chill. Like, like you said, like, as long as he wasn't doing too much helping off, he, he'd be, he was fine. Yeah. But even then, like, like he had a shift foul and the Suns won by eight again. And it was, it was a very, like, like, the Lakers, it seemed like they should have very – like you said, lost this game by double digits for sure, like, with, with everything that was working against them. Um, and the, the wild part is, like, like I think with this game, kind of just because he hit the – he tied the game and he, you know, hit the game winner, like, I kind of envisioned this game as, like, a game where Kobe just goes nuts into the fourth, right? Because, like, even though, like, he starts – like, he starts really quick and second and third, he's kind of slow. You're like, all right, for sure, in the fourth quarter, he's going to take over. He had, like – four points in the fourth quarter and so yeah he really really didn't there was never like ever a time even like the Blazers one where he started off slow but then he had that whole stretch where he just kind of took over the game there was never really a time honestly Lamar Odom was was for a lot of the game you know kind of the Lakers biggest impact guy just because the Suns were double teaming Kobe so often uh and there was never a time where Kobe just like really just you know, took over, whether it be offensively or defensively, because he never was really guarding Steve Nash, you know, so his impact wasn't as great either. Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, it's kind of like they, in like, general, he, in like series, he was consistent all game. Yeah. He, I mean, he was trying to be the facilitator type, like he had like eight assists in his game, Kobe, but yeah, seven turnovers. Seven turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Yeah, this was definitely like, he was definitely still getting used to the double teams. This yeah. was this was still he was still getting used to life without Shaq. This was the, the first playoffs where, where there was no Shaq. It was it was just a different different animal. Yeah, I don't know, like statistically this is Kobe's best year, or like this is probably him physically at his peak. But yeah, mentally he, like, he wasn't there yet. I think back to back Kobe is better than this Kobe. I think. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, this Kobe, like you said, physically, like athletically, he's still pretty much about at peak athleticism, if not close to it, like just in terms of jumping, you know, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Like his jumper is starting to get there. Like his mid-range is really starting to come around. His three-pointer is still like solid, but his mid-range, like that footwork stuff is really getting there. But I do think, like to your point, like, once, once you got to, like, 2008, 2009, 2010, and he's getting older, and, like, maybe his athleticism is falling off a little bit, but his skill is still going up. And just the way he's thinking the game and, like, learning tricks in terms of, like, double teams and getting better teammates also helps. Uh, to your point, yeah. I, I think I would, I, would, I would probably rather have 
2009 Kobe is probably the best year of Kobe. Yeah, because this one was like, even though he wasn't jacking crazy this game, like some of the shots, I have to say that Kobe was Yeah, when he did decide to shoot, Dude, it was just like, bro, like when he did decide to shoot, it was like that, like that, even though you shot 14 times, I mean, he made nine of them. Don't get me wrong. So, I mean, you can't, you can't uh, say too much about his shots. He just couldn't help himself. Yeah. It was like, he had like two or three people on him, like no chance of making this. And even if he doesn't shoot it, like he would go up and then do like this crazy wild, like mid jump shot pass, which is probably why he had seven turnovers. It's like he was just so determined, like, bro, I'm not passing the Luke Walker <laughs> or whoever is on this court with me. Like, I would rather force this double team contested bullshit that probably isn't going in. And so he was still kind of like fighting, like that young Kobe. And I, like you said, like, he's got more skill late on his career to where even if he was in a double team situation, he just knew how to maneuver it a little bit better. But yeah, I mean, but also, I think he just realized. That's also that he just had no faith in anyone other than Lamar and I guess sometimes Luke Walton. Like he just didn't trust his teammates at all. Um, so it just it kind of works both ways. I don't know. I, I, it'd be interesting if he had better teammates, how if he would have acted any different. Like how much of it was just like his determination to score or just his realization that his teammates just, just aren't good. Yeah. But it's – but. Just because I was, I was watching his game, and I guess I never really hit me that Smush Parker and Kwame were starting at the same time. Like I knew they were on the same team, but to to have two of those five people be your starters is unbelievable. So I'm watching. You know, Smush Parker goes two of twelve. Kwame goes four of twelve. So they're they're six of twenty four combined. Uh, but every time I'm thinking like, like how did this even happen? Like these guys suck. Like how did they even go up two one? Like and they're trying to go up three one. They're talking like. Brown's always like game game three. Smush Parker, you know that they're like had led the Lakers in scoring. Or game three, Kwame Brown, they were chanting his name. I was like, yo, I, we should have did game three because that's the game I wanted to see. How the hell Smush Parker <laughs> and Kwame Brown led them to victory this last game? Like, I don't. That's yeah. what I don't remember. I think he might have been capital. I think like Lamar Odom like might have led them. I think I know Kobe only had like sixteen points in one of their wins, so they they were probably up there. Um, that was that's the wild thing about this series is like in all three uh, of the Lakers wins. Yes. Chris Parker had eighteen points, Kobe had seventeen, Luke Walton had seventeen, Lamar Odom had fifteen, Kwame had thirteen. So it was a super balanced that game yeah. three. Yeah, like Kobe never scored over thirty like in any of their three wins, which is nuts, considering this is the, the year that he scored the most points on average in his career. But like right. yeah, even in the third quarter. I think, like, Hubie Brown might have called Kwame Brown, like, a, a diamond in the rough or some shit. <laughs> and, like, he had, like, I mean, yeah, he was having a good, like, he had 12 and 9 at the end of the third quarter. And, like, he was at the free throw line at one point, and you could hear, like, the, the fans, Kwame, Kwame, which is, like, this, <laughs> it was nuts to think about. But he was still, like, even though he had 12 and 9, it was, like, the worst 12 and 9 I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Like, no, to be fair, he ended up with 12 and 10. So, you know, with a double-double, and like, granted, you like you're correct. Like he went four of twelve. Like it was that was it was a bad. Like his misses. Like when he was messing up, like it was it was bad. Like especially when he had the one in the fourth quarter when he just had the the wide open layup. He just missed it like right under the basket, and Hubie Brown almost yeah. had a heart attack. Like he had some. <laughs> he had some bad. Like he had some. Like when he was doing bad, he was doing bad. Like you could tell he had like some like self confidence issues or something because like he just was acting like he didn't know how to play 
for like 30 seconds at a time. But yeah. with that being said, he also was a lot better than I thought he was. Like I remember him being. Like he actually wasn't like the worst player ever. Like he he was like he wasn't good. Don't you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. But he also was just better. Maybe I just don't remember him. Maybe I just thought he was like a sheen to beat. Like he wasn't that bad. Yeah, no, he wasn't like the bottom of the barrel. Like he like he played like over a decade in the NBA. Like even if you are a bust, like. That doesn't happen unless you have some level of like usefulness or skill. Obviously, part of it is the fact that he's like a huge human being, so a big man's always going to have some level of value if he can. But he was kind of athletic; like he was, he could move a little bit. Like he would like do a post move. I mean, he would miss it, but then, but he would like do post moves and stuff. (laughs) He would miss it. (laughs) (laughs) He would miss them, but he could still do them. Yeah, he just—I just like every time he messed up, I just kept thinking about the Steve Naismith rant because like that small hand <laughs> was legit for him. It's like he would like drop some of the easiest passes or fuck up a dunk wide open, like you said, a layup or just drop the ball. It's like he had the idea, like he knew what to do, like he just couldn't execute it because yeah, it was like it's like yeah, it was like his brain, like his neurological function, like his brain telling his body like something happened. To where, like, I don't know, it's like the message didn't get sent, like, quick enough or something. I don't know. Like, his, like, his, like, his, his, his body wasn't keeping up with his brain. Yeah. I mean, like, as, as much as we're, shit, we're shitting on those two, though, like, the last minute of the game, Smush Parker was on that with the United. Hey, Smush Parker, hey, Smush Parker actually wasn't bad on defense. I don't put that out there for a record. Smush Parker wasn't bad. Like, he guarded Steve Nash most of his game. And, I mean, Steve Nash kind of had to force some shots you know, being the only guy who could create a play. So he didn't, you know, he finished 9-22, of which isn't great. But, I mean, Smith Parker made the play of the game. Everyone talks about, you know, Kobe making that that tying layup. But Smith Parker made a play, that, that defensive play of the game, took, stole the ball right from Steve Nash and the saved shape, it. The, the play before that, he, he made a contested three-pointer in Steve Nash's eye. So they were down <laughs> five. Like Yo, Smith Parker left. doesn't deserve the slander. Kwame Brown deserves the slander. Smith Parker. Nah, nah, he was still one for ten before that shot. So. <laughs> nah, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He made it when it counted. He made the two biggest plays <laughs> in the game. All right, all right, we'll, we'll give him a pass. I mean, like that when he took the ball from that, like, that was pretty. That was pretty impressive. When he took it the ball and then favorite. saved it and then saved it. I mean, I say all this, and he went one of seven the next game uh, with five yeah. points. Smith Parker, he went one of seven the next game. I'm looking at the. Uh, let's see. He went one of seven, and then he went zero of five in game six <laughs> uh, with two points, fouled out. Uh, okay, and then game seven, he went. Where where are we here? Four of thirteen. So, yeah, with yeah, a whopping minus thirty six. Oh my god! I mean, I know the Lakers got. Trounce, but minus thirty six. So yeah, so I don't know. I guess I guess to your point, like it was a tale of of two different sides of people. For most people here, like they they were still glimpses, but the consistency just wasn't there. Yeah, and like the shitty part for him is like that all came like those last three games. You know, Kobe's getting double teamed like all the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You were open. He was he was Harrison Barnes. He was Harrison Barnes, only just not as good. Like he did, like his good. At least when Harrison Barnes was good, he was better. Like his good was like average, but then he turned into Harrison Barnes these last three games. Uh, yeah. So it just it just didn't work out. Poor poor guy. He deserved better. <laughs> so do we want to? I think with Steve, 
I don't know if I want to blame. Like I, I do. Got, like he did kind of choke. In this game. Like I, I can't. Like he like Smith Parker just took the ball from him, but he just rushed up the court, got got his shit snatched, and like outside because most of his points he had twenty two, but I think like sixteen of them came in the first half. So he had six points in the last two quarters in overtime, being guarded by Smith Parker as the MVP of the league. Like and in overtime. You know, I don't know if we're skipping toward the end yet, but then he, you know, just dribbles into a double team and gets the ball tied up. So, like, imagine if, like, I'm sure Steve Nash got killed for this. Like, we didn't have social media back then, but imagine if that happened to Steph Curry. You know what I mean? Like, six points in the last three quarters. They're going into seven seed. <laughs> like, right. you get destroyed. <laughs> Down 3-1. Yeah, like, you get killed. And, hey, but it's not. Hey, he, it, it, they won the series. It doesn't matter. But yeah, it, but that is funny. Like that pressure. Obviously, obviously, he's feeling pressure. Of course, like he clearly understands. Like I guess the whole concept of everything that's going on. You know, as an MVP, winning the second MVP, down three one. But when you have that, when you got your Twitter mentions on your neck, when you got you know, <laughs> first take. You got just just everything as a whole, just the culture that we're in now. I, I'd wonder if, if you would have responded any differently, you know, going through game five, six, and seven. Yeah, it was a lot easier to unplug back then. Like, he could, like, he, like, as soon as this game was over, like, he went, like, he, I've never seen somebody get to the locker room that fast in my life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, he probably didn't check. Like, he just had to not read the newspaper. Obviously, it was a little bit more. Yeah, 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 that's all he had to do was just not check his text yeah. messages. Yeah, just like yeah, just don't shit. just turn your just turn your phone off, you know. Just turn the TV. Off. That's it. That's easy. I mean, I guess you can do that now too, but like it's just harder. Yeah. And was this I'm trying to remember? Was this back when they still did two three two for this for this uh, series? No, it, was, it was two two one one one. Okay, got you. No, it was yeah. It was this. Cause yeah, yeah, cause this one was in LA. The next one was in, and they went back to Phoenix for Game Five. So, so I, so that probably I mean, that helps too. Yeah, I, I would think, but yeah, it's just it's definitely just interesting. If you know, I mean, I guess it didn't matter for Dirk. Like Dirk lost in the first round the next year, so I don't know. I feel like it, does, it probably wouldn't have made a big difference either way. But I don't know. Also, when just playing the Lakers, I don't know. It just would have been a much bigger deal. Like to your point, like being down three one, how you respond, blah blah. Yeah, and I mean, I guess he could he could lean on the Amari thing. That probably would be like a big, you know. But even still, it's like bro, Kwame Brown, it's a level of like look what they got starting, and not just starting, telling him forty minutes, bro. Like they need them. The backup is even worse. You know what I'm saying? Like obviously, like. They're not even close. If they're playing them, they, they hardly get a break. So much Parker got zero points. And they was playing the shit out of them. So I mean, like, who, they didn't even have a backup point guard. They had soccer yeah. players running, running backup point. Yeah, so like, this, yeah, this team was really bad. Like, I, yeah. And this was after they traded Shaq. So it was like, how do you not even get enough pieces back to have a – I mean, they got Odom back. <laughs> but, like, what what happened to the rest of the team? Like, what else did they get? They had to get something else for Shaq, right? They got Odom back. They got Brian Cook back. They had Karan Butler, I thought, but I guess, and he left. 
they get no kicks for Shaquille O'Neal? Nah, they were getting like players back because they had to match the salaries. But no picks, though? Are you crazy? Like, what? What kind of deal is that? So I, mean, Shaq? I mean, the Heat were good. Like, they, like, won the ring in two years. It's not like they were going to get some high draft picks either way. Yeah, but still, give me that. Like, like <laughs> damn. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> crazy as shit. Like, Shaq was still all-star. Like, come on now. He was tripping, I mean, no. Nah, so. I mean, no. Nah, he was coming. I mean, he was coming off the, the 04 finals. Like he did good in the finals. But I mean, I guess everyone kind of. I don't know. It just didn't. It doesn't help when everyone knows that you have to trade Shaq or Kobe. Like your leverage isn't exactly there when, as the Lakers. To to their credit, like everyone knows that you're trading Shaq. Like there's no we're gonna run it back with show Kobe and Shaq next year. Like they knew that he had to get traded, and he had a yeah. very bad contract. So. Honestly, just to find a team that had enough contracts to make it work kind of narrowed their their scope down to the point where they just – I mean, they didn't have they didn't have a ton of options, I don't think. Yeah, it probably just, like, skews my perception that we see, like, Paul George get first four first-round picks and right. Anthony Davis. Not to say anything bad against those two players. Like, Anthony Davis gets, like, six picks. And it's like this dude that just came off a three-peat not too long ago and MVPs. <laughs> yeah, nah, bro. Lamar Odom and Karan Butler. Yeah, yeah. Make that happen. Like, bro, what? You know the fuck out of here. Like, I was, yeah, I was like, yo, Kobe hey, and Shaq, I'm mean, going be mean, mad, also, bro. I mean, to, I mean, Lamar Odom, they got Lamar Odom. He was 25 years old, you know? Karan Butler was yeah. 24 years old. Yeah, I mean, not, Odom not, paid not off. To defend it. Yeah, not to defend it per se, because as we see with this roster, it, it didn't work out. They didn't even re-sign Karan Butler. Uh, and then they just took like Brian Cook's shitty contract and whatever. So I mean, it, it wasn't a good trade, but also they, I think kind of kind of like the Spurs in some way. Like with all the off the court shit that happened, they kind of just like were in a corner where they weren't gonna get a good like trade back. Yeah, and, par- and I mean, partially like- being their own fault. Like, and not to say that they're just the victim here. I mean, partially is their fault, which is how they handle it, how the media, like how they handle it in the media, etc. So not to say that it's not the Lakers' fault, but it just kind of seemed like the best option at the time. Yeah, I mean to be fair, like they ended up getting Paul Gasol for Kwame Brown and some other bullshit. So it kind of like man, that's all. No, don't don't give the Lakers no credit for that bullshit. The fucking Grizzlies. What? I'm just saying it down. Like it balanced out. They didn't get shit for Shaq for real, but they didn't give up shit to get Paul Gasol and they got two more rings. So it worked out. And I guess that that weak ass (laughs) trade. (laughs) <laughs> no, why are you mad? Like they don't got five rings, bro. You got five. Be happy because because that's that's just that's just bullshit. That whole trade is so stupid. And people they have that trade and then have the nerves to complain about Chris Paul. What you mean? No different. No, it's not different. The league vetoed the trade. What you mean? The league vetoed the trade because they were the owners of the Pel- of the of the Hornets at the time. Because the Hornets didn't have ownership. I know. They were owned I know why they did it. So I'm don't act saying. like it was like the league saying like oh we like fuck the Lakers like they would have vetoed it if it was anybody. That's the thing. I, mean, I was, was like oh the league vetoed it. The league vetoed it. Like they came down and made some executive decision outside of their power just to say fuck the Lakers. Like the league doesn't want the Lakers to be good for some reason. I mean, I'm like, tired of this Lakers victim of sound. Nobody wants to hear that. Look, bro, that was some bullshit. But we 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 can we can we, we don't got to get this PG trade. We we can go back to this. All right, let's. All right, we're coming down to overtime. Is that? I mean, I, I I don't really have like another like point of reference to point to besides 
the game winner for my favorite moment. That might be like no, my five. favorite moment was definitely Smush Parker stealing the ball from Steve Nash okay. to end the fourth quarter. Just because I just because I I don't like anytime you see that highlight, you really only see Kobe like starting to dribble. You don't really yeah. see how they got to that point. So when it happened, it was like I had never seen it before. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was, it was just hilarious. Like, considering how their relationship, like, ended up playing out. To see, like, Kobe grab Smith Parker by the head, hug him. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like, like, young bull, you're, you're up next. I mean, wow, I believe in you now. I, I knew you wasn't trash. <laughs> 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 like, but, hey, like you said, that's just one shining moment. Smith Parker can hold on to that. That shit forever, like he probably yeah, not hold on to shit. I'm sure he. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I guess he. I'm sure he feels differently now, but I'm sure in five years ago he didn't like Kobe at all. <laughs> well, I'm sure he still hates him, but he, he just won't say it. <laughs> like, yeah, right. that's what, yeah, you can't say it now. Like Smith, better just yeah, keep that to yourself. Yeah, but um, you said your favorite yeah. part was the game winner. Yeah, it's just like, and I, I, I mean. The fist so, pump? It's, yeah, it's just the whole sequence of it. Like, Nash getting trapped randomly. Like, you know, Luke Walton winning the jump ball. Like, Kobe has to go track it down before it runs out of bounds near the scorer's table. I don't know how they, like, they seem super relaxed. on deep. Like, when he first caught the ball, like, a double should have been right there. Like, Kobe got the dribble all the way back across the court and didn't get, like, a double team until he was, like, basically – pulling up in their shooting motion already. And, like, just, like, the leaning, like, the fading, like, angle you had on the shot, that's just all net, and then everybody goes nuts. And, like, the whole jersey pull shit, like, that, that shit, that's probably, like, my top three Kobe moments of all time. Even though they lose the series still, like, all that, that shit was, like, that shit was fire. I don't know. <laughs> very, yeah, very kinda, Michael Jordan moment of him. Yeah, I kind of put it out of my mind that they don't win this series. Every time <laughs> <I did it. laughs> Honestly, you should really be glad they didn't win this series because they would have – actually, I don't know. They play, they would have played the Clippers in the next round. That would have been fun. The Clippers? Really? Yeah. The Clippers made it out of the first round back then? Yeah, this was like the one year the Clippers made it out of the first round. Yeah, they would have smacked the league. They probably would have been in the West Conference Finals, though. But they would have lost there for sure. Like, they would have got – Yeah, they would have got, got throttled by the Mavs. But yeah. the no the the, the Suns beat the Clippers. It was Suns Clippers and then Spurs Mavs. The the Clippers lost in seven. Damn, they took the Suns in seven. Yeah, that Suns team just wasn't really wasn't that good. Or, That's what I'm saying. Was, the Suns team wasn't that great. Like Elton Brand, it was like the Elton Brand, Sam Cassell, Corey McGetty Clippers. Yeah, but can you check this Clippers roster? With Chris Kamen, and Catino Mobley, it was actually a decent roster. They low key would have got the Lakers out the way. Yeah. Elton Brand. Corey McGetty, Sam Cassell, Chris Kamen. They were solid. I still think Kobe would have got the ass out there. I'm, I'm probably I mean, he might have, honestly. I mean, yeah. I mean Corey McGetty would have done his best, I suppose. But, not. I mean, he would have had a shot. Yeah. I think that, like, if he would have, like, there was no way they were winning anything this year. But I think even just, like, if Kobe gets out of the first round with Kwame Brown and Schmish Parker in the starting lineup, like, that might be one of his, like, top career accomplishments. Like, obviously not as big as the ring, but, like, two years removed from Shaq leaving, you know, he leads the league in scoring. 
he beats the dude who wins the MVP over him in the first round with the shittiest Lakers team we've seen in a long time at that point. And that probably would have been like one of his top accomplishments. But I mean, obviously, just pull it off. But um, I mean, shit, he still gets some. He still gets some credit for losing. To be honest, just the fact he took him seven people give him credit. Yeah, I think the manner of the like it would have been different if like it was two two and then three two and you know what I'm saying like and then when seven like the fact that he was up three one like bro you couldn't get like one of the last three and like his I mean what was the, I know this is like a notorious thing with game seven like didn't he only shoot like like a super low amount of times no he shot sixteen times but the thing was he just like got to a point where he just stopped shooting got you. He just like to like like that was a game where he like stopped shooting and was just passing on like ISO attempts and just open shots to prove a point that they sucked. Mm-hmm. Um, because he because he because he was shooting a lot at first and then they were still losing by like double digits, so then he stopped okay. shooting and then, and then that's when they end up losing by thirty. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, nah, chill. <laughs> but he, I mean, I would I probably would have checked out too at that point. Like I ain't gonna. No, nah, no, that, that game, that, that that game is not fun to watch. That game is that game is a sad game to watch. That's like the close. That's the closest Kobe ever got to to LeBron quitting. Yeah, that's probably his. What do you think is worse, that or his just in general 2004 Finals? Uh, definitely the 2004 Finals because they actually had a chance to win in 2004. Like this, like the Game Seven, like they're playing with house money. Like they're the worst team. If he wants to make a point, like, they're going to lose. Like, he actually had a valid point. Like, his teammates sucked. And he was like, here, I'm going to show you how much they suck because I'm going to make them do everything. And, you can, and you're going to realize <laughs> that they can't do anything. Like, the 2004, I mean, I don't think – I think he was just trying really hard. I think he just really wanted to win. Like, I don't know if he's just like – I don't think he was going to just shit on Shaq and shoot, like, to win. Like, I think he cared about winning too much to let that get in the way. I mean, I could be wrong. But yeah. – he actually had a like they like on paper, they were at least equal, if not better than the Pistons. Like going into that finals, no one really gave the Pistons a real shot of winning. Not to say that that makes everyone you know that everyone's usually right or whatever, but at least on paper, like it was yeah. it was gonna it was supposed to be a good series, and then they and they got shit on in five, and he he gets a lot of that blame. Yeah, it's like, I mean they. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty comfortable saying they were the favorites in that series. And, like, for them to lose in five in the fashion that they lost, and, like, he was struggling pretty much the whole series besides, you know, game one, I think. Um, that's probably his worst career moment. Um, but, I mean, it came in – like, you have to uh, – I still don't think it's, like – I don't think he was as as low in that series as, like, a, as LeBron probably felt against the Mavericks. Cause he had like single digit points. Like Kobe was like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. No. At least, at least, at least Kobe was shooting. Yeah. It was, it's one. It's just like at the end of the day, you just slander him because he was missing shots and taking bad shots. But you're not going to say that he was scared. He just played bad. You can, you can somewhat live with that. LeBron looks scared. Like until like nothing, nothing from a all time great player. You know, I guess you could say top twenty five if or all time great, whatever cut off you want to give. No all time great player had a worse performance than LeBron in two thousand eleven in the finals. Yeah. No no. And I don't even think and like, it's like and like it blows my mind because it's like like if he had done that against the pit like let's say 
time machine that that 20 that that Mavericks team is instead of the Pistons team in 04 like I can see him like being scared of Ben Wallace and Rasheed and like all these yeah. tough physical dudes like the Mavericks <laughs> like who are you scared of in the Mavericks <laughs> like, but it was like, like it was like it was like psychological warfare because he didn't have a post game at the time and so yeah. they were just putting super small guys on him and making him do post moves and stuff. And he just wasn't really comfortable with doing that. But he felt obligated to do that because he was so much bigger than the people they were putting on him, whether it be Jason Kidd, Jason Terry, or even, you know, Brea on the switches or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was well, just, really, yeah. Really bad another time. But, um, but, yeah, overall, I mean, this game, like – Outside of the uh, as iconic as that moment was at the end, like it really wasn't like Kobe didn't like it wasn't a bad game. Obviously, like he you know only missed five shots, had twenty four points, but it wasn't like a, the game itself really just good. wasn't as entertaining as I thought it yeah. was. Gonna be. It just it has a very good last five minutes. Yeah, yeah. Once they got to the last five minutes or so in overtime, obviously that was great. But like just watching the game throughout was like this is just kind of ugly basketball. Yeah. <laughs> this is just kind of sloppy. Like, there's not a I mean, lot, of, was, not a lot of talent jumping off the screen here. I mean, that was like his only chance, of, like winning. Obviously, it was to make it as ugly as possible. Being oh yeah, just, no, that's true. Like, like for this, I would at least, you know, for it to be entertaining, maybe it was just Nash and Kobe, like just going back and forth the whole, you know, something like super dramatic like that. But it's like, nah, not really. Like, they both just kind of had average games. <laughs> And the rest of the team basically sucked for most of the game, like the top little spurt. So, yeah, it wasn't that, that great of a rewatch. I'd probably, like, if I had to grade it, I'd probably give Kobe, like, a B, probably. Um, like, between the foul trouble and the turnovers and, uh, you know, just not being that productive in the super tight moments. Um, and he couldn't have much of a defensive impact because of the foul trouble, so. But the fact that, you know, you score 24 and 14 shots and you get the game winner, like, you know, I think that's like a big game for him. Yeah, I was going to – I'll amp it up to a B-plus just because, I mean, he had the tying shot and then the game-winning shot, you know. At the end of the day, those kind of trump all the bad things, you know. When you win, you can just ignore all the bad stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's – I mean, a bit of, you know, a B, like you said, like, a B is fine. Uh, I, I was just – I'll just amp it up a B-plus just because, you know, the clutch, the clutch factor. Yeah, I can say that because I mean, like that wasn't an easy floater. Like, yeah, yeah, that's another thing. That's a very underrated how tough a shot that was to send it to overtime. Yeah, because I think he had to like sidestep. I think it was Rajah Bill without traveling because that could have easily thrown him off. Like he stepped out and he like pulled him off without traveling and floated it up right over the defense. Like that's a very like it's bold for one to attempt a, a touch shot like that. Like when you know you have to make it. Um, and then the game winner, I mean, pulling up on the move off balance over two hands, or not two hands, but uh, two defenders down one. So it's a pressure shot. It's not like he had a tie game, you know, it's just right. like no pressure on it. Like he had to hit that shot. And so, yeah, I mean, just between those, I, I'll go with V plus two off between those two the more I think about it. But, um, it's kind of interesting, like how I think both the games that we did. It's kind of like Kobe didn't have the greatest game, but it's like he made that play. Or that right, there's like a lot of a lot play. of determination involved and all this, you know, all the all the stuff that kind of makes him, you know, legendary in some ways outside of just 
you know, talent. Yeah, it's like, and that, I mean, that's that's what separates, you know, obviously the, the really good from the great players is like, all right, regardless of how many points you got, whatever, how many, you know, stat totals, shit's on the line, you know, do or die, you miss this, you go home, can you do it? And a lot of guys freeze up in that moment. Like, you know, as much as I enjoy Steph Curry game, he's one of those guys that tends to freeze up in that moment. Or can you fight through, all right, I might not have the best game, but I'm making this fucking shot. And it's like, those are the players that obviously, you know, Kobe, wherever you have him ranked, you know, that's how he gets into that, you know, even, you know, situations where it might not have worked out for him in the end. I mean, like, you know, Jordan, I mean, his, his whole thing with, you know, scoring all those points against the Celtics, like that had, that had a whole montage in like his career documentary. And I think they got swept in that series. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, it just depends on how you are in certain moments, you know? No, definitely. Definitely true. So before we go, tell the folks, uh, about what you're doing next for the athletic or something. Tell 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 the other people a reason to download the athletic. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, going into I mean, obviously it's the relocation with the Raiders coming to Las Vegas. Uh, this is probably the the strangest season to ever have a relocation during um, with the pandemic. So, like, I mean, this shit could end disastrously. We'll have to see. But I mean, training car training camp starts this month. Um, and I'll be right along there with, on the ride. It's on media stuff. So, like, when I, whenever I get to go to the team facility, like, I'm going to have to get tested, like, every day, which just doesn't sound great. So, like, I don't know if they're going to do the swab or, like, do I have to get the thing? Oh, no, they're sticking, that shit up, like, they're sticking that shit up your nose. Yeah, bro. So, like, about subscribe, to your brain. subscribe just for that, bro. I got to go through that to bring out this content. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> to sound they about, really to, they about to be poking your brain. Bro, I'm about to be I'm not, I'm not looking forward to this. You know they got to do both nostrils, too. You know they got to do both. No, I'm hip. I'm like, I don't even get to the, – the fucked up part, I don't even get to do in-person interviews with players. I can't tweet shit at practice. I'm getting my brain touched just to, like, be there, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all better subscribe, bro. Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't even tell people to subscribe because I still need to subscribe, but I'm going to get on that trial, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you can always know that you always have one subscriber in your back pocket just waiting. Facts. I can't I can't depend on Cordell. We won't get into that, but um. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I love that he did that, so I I know I'll never be the worst one. Yeah, bro. It's like <laughs> as much as I talk about I'd be dropping stories in there. It's like, yeah, I'm going to subscribe, but I'm not going to use your article, bro. I'm going to go do something else. <laughs> what? I'll smack the fire at you. <laughs> Man came into the chat all excited and everything. Like, Tashaun, guess what? <laughs> like, bro, don't tell me that shit. <laughs> You're going to catch that to yourself. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really glad. It makes me feel so much better about where I stand. <laughs> Damn. All right, bro. I'm going to let you get out of here. Appreciate you. Uh, hopefully we can get back on type, some type of schedule. You know, things aren't totally normal. Uh, you know, still, you know, protests and everything going on. But the world keeps on a, on a spinning one way or another. So we'll get back on it one of these days. Oh, for sure, bro. Just give me the word. Whatever. Yes, sir. All right, bro. Appreciate you. All right, man. Peace.